welcome to the Speakers Space podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Speakers Space, episode 8. Wow, (laughs) crazy. Thank you so much for joining me Uh, again. If this is your, I don't know, if this is another episode you've joined me for, thank you. I'm so tired. I'm so sorry. (laughs) What is going on? If this is your first episode, thanks so much for joining me as well. Um, My name's Charlotte. I'm a 20 year old student. And today I want to recommend, mm, is recommend to direct? I want to share with you some texts that I have because not all of them are books, um, which have helped me in dealing with anxiety. I'm not necessarily going to recommend, I mean, I would recommend all of them. They have been useful to me. That's not to say that they will all work wonders for you. Um, And also, please, nobody feel obligated to go out and buy these books. That's not my intention. I just have had written down for a long time the idea that I will talk about some texts I have to help me deal with anxiety. So that's what we're going to do. I have already tried to record this episode in case you were wondering, uh, so a little bit tired, a little bit frustrated. Today was not really my day, guys. How was your day? I haven't even asked. How was your day? How's your week been? I hope it's been going okay. If not, be gentle with yourself. I'm going to definitely try doing that because, ooh, I was a bit sad this morning, guys. Don't know why, but it's fine. I'm here. We're here we can do this. So let's actually talk now. The first uh, book slash set of books I'm going to share with you that I have. I am afraid these come from a how-to section. They come from a how-to series of books by Anna Barnes. I appreciate before saying this that self-help books and self-help guides are not for everyone. Um, I totally get that. Not everything works for everyone, obviously. So, like I say, as I share these with you um, and what they're kind of about, please don't worry if you already know that how-to books don't work for you. I gave these a go thinking they wouldn't be very useful for me and I actually really like them. So, these ones I would recommend. I think I have three I think I have how to quieten your mind, how to be confident and how to be calm. Um, Would firstly like to throw off a quick disclaimer. There is nothing wrong with having self-help guides. I think there's a slight stigma around kind of how to be this and how to be that in the sense that we all privately judge each other on trying to be something more than we are, if that makes sense. And there's nothing wrong with that because if you have... I don't know, I was going to say an anxiety disorder, it doesn't have to be. If you overthink generally like I do, then something like Anna Barnes's How to Quieten Your Mind is a perfectly good idea. Um, Again, I, unfortunately, some of the books I'm going to list that I have are with me at university. So I'm struggling to remember off the top of my head. I have had to double check a few author names, but that's fine. Um... I'll start with those in a minute. But like I say, Anna Barnes, how-to books. I have found them very useful. 
these ones that I have, they are not book books. They're not novels. Uh, I appreciate a classic as much as the next person. I'm an English student, so I read. It's kind of there. That's in the job description, if you will. Um, So... I I get it. I understand not always wanting to read something that is a million pages long, but I like these because these are heavily illustrated. So love that. Love good picture book. Very colourful and they have so much good advice in them. So how to quieten your mind, for example, like I say, is perfect for feeling control, feeling at peace with yourself, as it actually says on the back. Um, and just quietening your mind, that's how you say it, right? Quietening, oh my gosh, uh, your your brain and your thoughts as you, I was going to say, go to sleep, doesn't matter what you're doing. I think it's really good. It's got um, some good quotes in there. Again, quotes don't work for everyone. I have spoken to people who, uh, particularly at uni actually, because I had a lot of quotes on my wall, who just don't agree with them. They just don't work for them and that's fine. Uh, Some people don't like to see posters and things that say confidence is within your reach, blah, blah, blah. And that's absolutely fine. You might not think it's necessary, you might not want to, completely up to you. I personally do like them, but that is just my preference. So this book has a lot of these good quotes in and it's just got helpful tips. So one of the tips, for example, talks about making your your space, your own space. So again, this is different for different people. This might include decluttering if you're more of a minimalist and making your space neat and tidy so you feel like you have control there. Or it might mean putting more things up like lights and decorations and making your home feel more homely because it's your sanctuary, it's your space. So there's a lot to consider with this book. The other one I have, um, the other one I have at home as I say, How To Be Calm is with me at university. How To Be Confident, that is a good one. This is a good one for setting me up for the day. I strictly, doesn't really matter again, you have, there's no set time to read either, but the Quiet In Your Mind one, if you will, I tend to read that before bed, but How To Be Confident is a game changer for the start of the day, (laughs) I would recommend. This one is brilliant because this one has power poses, which we were taught about in assembly at school and I kind of mocked slightly in my mind. I always remember thinking, this is so stupid, I'm not going to do a Wonder Woman pose in the middle of my bedroom. That one isn't in there, there are two others. But actually, it's so useful before going to the shops or doing something you get nervous about, because I get nervous to do my weekly shop as a symptom of social anxiety, I think. Doing a power pose, great way. I am unashamed to admit that I will regularly do this before going out and doing something I'm nervous about. It just, it's got these really useful tips in it. It's quite motivational actually. So I will read you the back of it. The back of How To Be Confident 
I'm sorry, I'm just laughing to myself because what did I say earlier? Confidence is within your reach or something. That's exactly what the back of this book says. So the back of the book says, if you struggle to feel calm and poised under pressure or wish you had the self-assurance to shout about all your star qualities, then look no further. This book is here to help. So I would definitely recommend this one for unlocking your inner and outer confidence. It's a really good one. Anna Barnes, give it a goog, Google it have a look might not be for you might be we shall move on i will move on to the next thing on my list the next book and this is one i am remembering because this one is also at university and when did i buy this i bought this book during sick form um which was when i purchased a couple of books because i've talked about this it was a, a quite difficult time for me i really struggled in sick form was not feeling good about myself, felt really low. And I did something about it. Go me, <laughs> would recommend. Um, sometimes when you're in a rut, it can feel like there is no way out. Um, for me, that meant physically having to Google, you know, ways out, ways to feel better about myself. And I came across this book by Chloe Brotheridge and it is called The Anxiety Solution. I appreciate that the anxiety solution that is a it's quite a gripping title isn't it because there's no one solution to anxiety I think things work things in general solutions work for different people they're not always solutions so I wasn't sure about this book and then I gave it a chance and I regularly reread this book by the way piece of advice if you don't already do this you might do it depends if you're a big reader, but I find cutting off little bits of sticky notes and putting them in different pages. This is probably going to sound so stupid, but just while I remember, give that a go because there are certain pages of books that stick with me. So definitely do that. I did that with this book. And Chloe Brotheridge, I really like, I haven't read anything else by her before or so far, but she herself, it's first person so she is very upfront about her own experiences with anxiety and if you deal with similar it doesn't just have to be anxiety it could be anything if you deal with similar issues get this book because I have never felt so not lonely <laughs> so understood it's such a good read I read it most summers when I have the most time to sit outside in the sun and read I don't know if it's just an English student thing, but I have a set few books that I will read every summer because I have such good memories associated with them. <laughs> and that is one of them. I love this book. So The Anxiety Solution, like I say, she's very upfront about her experiences. And there are some really good pages, particularly at the end of this book, actually, where Chloe kind of sets up her own version and then a version for you as a reader of a plan that you can fill in and we're talking specific things like bedtime routines daily routines food you can prep food because obviously anxiety unfortunately messes with your digestion as well you may or may not have experienced that and it sucks so that's a really useful element of the book but i would recommend it's it's so good it's got I think it's got space, if I remember correctly, for things uh, things that you've done recently that you're really proud of. And I often talk about this, just kind of uh, reviewing the week or the past few days and reminding myself of the things I've achieved. So 
I recommend. I really do. Chloe Brotheridge, The Anxiety Solution. That's a good one. The next three I'm going to briefly mention because it's three by the same person. That person is Matt Haig. If you haven't heard of Matt Haig, oh my days, go check him out. You are missing out. I love this guy. I love the way he writes. He is just... I think one of the things I like about, because I'm I'm usually a fiction reader, I love getting lost in stories, you know, putting myself in the perspective of the characters as an English Lit student, but I really love nonfiction that makes you feel understood, makes you feel like you aren't the only person in the world to experience things, things that aren't always nice things. So Matt Haig does this. I have three. I have Reasons to Stay Alive, Notes on a Nervous Planet, and The Comfort Book. Uh, The Comfort Book, unfortunately, that's probably my favourite so far, that is with me at university, so it's not here right now, that's fine, I will briefly talk about that one. But all three of these have worked amazingly well for me. I actually first bought Reasons to Stay Alive in... uh, I can't remember what year sixth form was, that's awful, but during sixth form, during year 12, uh, quick trigger warning, just going to be talking about suicidal thoughts, when I didn't want to be here, I was having a really difficult time in year 12 and I could not see a way out, I ended up, as I mentioned earlier, I ended up googling books and things and one of the one of the books that came up, and I will admit I did get to this point where I simply did not want to be here, the first book that came up was Reasons to Stay Alive. And I was immediately gripped by this thinking, well, this is circumstantial, right? Everyone has different reasons to be here. So this doesn't affect me. Similarly to Chloe, Matt also had some quite traumatic experiences with anxiety. I don't want to spoil things because I really would recommend Matt Haig's writing. It's it's brilliant. It's so... it's so raw it's just oh it's honestly so good I can't stress enough but reasons to stay alive that was the first one I bought um I ended up highlighting a few pages and I'll regularly kind of go back and uh Mac Mac sort of talks at the beginning about how he had not wanted to be here and unfortunately attempted to not be here and survived or not survived but didn't quite go through with it and when you, you know, when you learn this from the start of the book, the rest of the book hits so deeply. I uh, ended up offering it to my sister to borrow because I just thought it was such a hard hitting book and she loved it. And we're now both major fans of Matt Haig. She uh, then went on to buy me uh, Matt's Notes on a Nervous Planet, which is perfect because this kind of centers specifically on anxiety. I am just going to reach up and get this one so I can look at it briefly he has got I mean he's had so much support already you probably chances are you have heard of him either on social media online he is just brilliant I'll read you the last line of the blurb so I'm not taking it but it just says this book might even change the way you spend your precious time on earth it's so good number one Sunday Times bestseller by the way (laughs) in case you were wondering I've done the same thing. I have pinpointed um, certain pages 
The thing I love about Matt's writing is he uses very short sentences and very short titles. He really gets to the point. He doesn't dilly dally, which is exactly what I do. He doesn't waffle. He also includes really brief sort of poems, if you will, from the perspectives of things around us. Um, so one of the things I was remembering the other day, actually, was in, I believe it's Reasons to Stay Alive, which was about the beach. And again, you may have seen this on social media, but it's this page from the perspective of the beach and basically just gets you to almost sympathize for yourself from the perspective of the ocean. And this sounds so strange if you haven't read it, I would encourage you to read it. But it says something along the lines of, I'm the beach and I don't care what you look like. I have seen everyone, you know, the tide comes in, goes out, life changes. It's something like that. I'm sorry, I've totally ruined that. That probably sounds awful, but it's so good. So both notes on a nervous planet because for anxiety, if you specifically want to home in on, on helping yourself there, that's a brilliant one. But Reasons to Stay Alive is such a hard hitting book and really kind of makes you appreciate the fact that you're here. It definitely did for me. It really did for me. So of course, again, the comfort book was the most recent one I bought that came to university with me. I have highlighted, I've put stickers, I've done whatever to this book. Normally I wouldn't do this, but for a book that's that useful, I like to highlight the key pages that have hit the most deeply for me and return to them regularly because they are so useful. And that one is just... I honestly, it's awful. I can't fully remember it because I haven't read it recently, but it's not too dissimilar from the other two. It's just more... It mentions, of course, more about the pandemic as well. So I won't spoil it, but the comfort book does what it says. It comforts you. It really does. It makes you feel understood, reminds you that we're all in the same situation. Everyone has feelings. Everyone has issues they try to hide. And we should care for each other. Sorry, so deep. Anyway, I will move on. The The next book, I'm going to briefly mention actually before I go on. Um, I'm not going to talk too deeply about this one because I haven't finished reading it, but Florence Given, that book, Women Don't Know You Pretty, 100%. I don't know if it specifically helped me with anxiety, but it just helped me to feel more confident as a woman. That is a very good read. I don't love hopping onto the hype on the internet all the time because um, like I say with books especially some things specifically just don't work for everyone but I love this book and I cannot wait to finish it so if you I don't know want help feeling less anxious but also feeling more confident as a woman get that book it's a really good read anyway the final couple of things I want to mention they're not strictly books so to speak. Um, one of these I ordered on Amazon because there's me saying I didn't want to hop onto the hype of the internet. I, okay, in my defense, I didn't. I googled this because I was intrigued by it and unfortunately I bought a miniature copy as opposed to a big copy. But I ordered this book on Amazon and it is Don Miguel Ruiz. That's really bad if I've butchered his name. Uh, Wisdom from the Four Agreements. Apparently, this is based on the New York Times bestseller, so I would recommend. Um, the back of it's 
it calls itself a practical guide to personal freedom. I think it's really useful. I'm going to open the front cover because I cannot remember what the four agreements are for the life of me. Here we are. So the first agreement, be impeccable with your word. So this actually did help me with anxiety. I wasn't sure when I opened it, but given the fact that I ordered a a tiny version, a mini version, fits really well in my pocket. So I would 100% recommend getting that. But the first agreement, be impeccable with your word. I'm not going to go into depth because they are pretty wordy, despite the fact that it's a small book. But I love this one. This one's kind of about being true to yourself, not going back on your word, not being influenced by other people. The second agreement is not taking anything personally. So in a world where we judge each other, we put pressure on each other, it can be quite easy to take things like criticism super personally. I want to talk about this in the future. I was going to do today's episode on criticism and how to react to it, but I think I'll save that. I will save that. So let's move on. The third agreement, don't make assumptions. I do need to read more deeply into this one because I feel like I didn't pay much attention to it, but this one is mainly about not judging other people, not judging yourself for the decisions you make because we are only human beings. And the final one, the fourth agreement is always do your best, which sounds super cringe. I'm really sorry, but it's such a good point. It's so true. Staying true to yourself. That's basically what this book is about. But the four agreements I had seen on TikTok, some people being kind of negative about it because I think there is like a series of these books, but I haven't read the others. So I'm not going to form a judgment like the book encourages. I'm not going to do that. I will just tell you that this book has helped me. Doesn't mean it'll help you, but it's helped me. So yes, I will leave it there for now. Next episode, I may present to you a few more tips and tricks I have used to help me. Um, I was going to talk about, about my bullet journal today, but that's not really a book. So we'll leave that. I hope these have been fairly useful. I apologize for not going into depth with them really. I'm aware that there is a slight time limit here. I tend to ramble, so I've kept it as brief as I can, but I will include the books in the description of the episode. And if you feel like they could be useful, then feel free to check them out. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I hope you can join me for episode nine. That'll be exciting. And in the meantime, have a brilliant week. Be patient with yourself, be gentle with yourself, remind yourself that you're here and that is enough. And I look forward to having you join me next time. Bye.